The Big Shiny Robot Podcast is brought to you by the Bohemian Brewery. This is Tyson. This is John. This is Rebecca. This is Nick. This is still Tom. This is Lucas. And you're listening to the Big Shiny Robot Podcast. It naturally took care of itself. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it will. Don't you need just a microphone over the music? You're like, Snowball. <laughs> <laughs> and then you just dim the lights in your yeah. house. Everybody dance with somebody you don't know. Wanna dance with somebody? So welcome to with the TV and movies episode. Buddy, who loves me? Okay, so I'm good now. Um, seventy-five <laughs> percent of us went and saw Ready Player One. Fifty percent, no, the other seventy-five percent of us have read the book. Correct. Ooh, Nelly, this is like a fun. It's a fun. It's a little Venn diagram here. It's a fun Venn diagram. Lucas and I are in the middle. Mm-hmm. We're <laughs> the best. Because <laughs> you did both. Yep. Good for you. So yes, Ready Player One. Yeah, Ready Player One. Um, I gave it a resounding okay. <laughs> I. Lucas. Um, sorry, I was making a little note. Yeah, what are you doing over there? Uh, it doesn't matter. So. <laughs> Yeah, we went, Danielle and I went and saw it, and then we got hollered at by some hecklers at the front row. Yeah, I saw them walking down the stairs, and I was like, hey, losers, and they turned and looked, so. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, which which showing did you guys go to? It was like a 7 or something. Wednesday at 7. Oh, I was at the the 835. Century 16? Century 16. Oh, shit. Yeah. Union Heights? No. No. South Salt Lake. Yeah, we don't live, like, way up there in the mountaintop. Nope, nope, nope. My, I, uh, my ivory tower. Sit <laughs> <laughs> in your tower. <laughs> my castle. Your castle mm-hmm. in the clouds. Um, I thought it was better than I thought it was going to be, but I still thought it, there was a lot wrong with it. Yeah, uh, so I liked it more than Tomb Raider. Um, I It has been a long time since I have read the book, and when I read the book like six years ago, I really, really liked it. Mm-hmm. Um. But then over time, as I have grown more inundated with fanboy culture and just exhausted by nostalgia culture yeah. as a whole, um, I was not really looking forward to it. Um, but I went and saw it anyway because I knew I was going to see it anyway. And it was just a f- fun, dumb Spielberg movie. That's all it was. It was like extra heavy on oh, Spielberg. Like Munich. <laughs> yeah, did you catch all the Munich references? <laughs> I felt like the... The book it was easier Sorry, to. Sorry, mom and dad. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel God. like in the book it was easier to like inject your own nostalgia and sentimentality, mm-hmm. whereas seeing someone else portrayed him. That's like any right. book, I suppose. But it it was weird to me that Steven Spielberg most of the nostalgia in the book was about his properties, and him directing it felt kind of weird, well, like his own greatest hits. Mm-hmm. I think it would have been cooler as uh, this is what Daniel and I were talking about a little bit, but the. The Stranger Things guys, the Duffer Brothers. Duffer Brothers. Yeah. Those dudes doing like a series. Yeah. Um, and we we kind of talked about it after the movie too. Um, it was like somebody went up to Steven Spielberg and Steven Spielberg and said, "Hey, make a make a fan film of all your stuff." Even yeah. though his stuff wasn't involved in it, like uh, everything right. I was reading, he purposely removed anything yeah. of his. But it's funny because you look at Back to the Future or Poltergeist or these other movies that he produced. Mm-hmm. I, he very he has a reputation for still strong arming the movie to be what he wants it to be. So even those movies that he didn't direct, it feels like he directed. Right. And there wasn't Star Wars stuff in there. Like I get that he didn't do Star Wars, and he and George Lucas have like a whole deal. I guess they didn't want it to compete 
with the other I mean, stuff? they, they I referenced know. it. They, the Falcon, yeah. 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 But that's like a big deal in yeah. the book is like, a mil- like, oh shit, you have a Millennium Falcon? Mm. Yeah. So your roommates, when, like, you, did you see it with your roommates? I did not. I went with Mariella. But they were talking about how it like totally butchered the book. Not butchered, but just like, so first I got home and they asked me about it and they were asking me like the timetable of things. They're like, when does he meet Artemis in real life? How soon does that happen? And I just told them and I was like, not having read the book, but just watching the movie, like I can tell this was like rushed. The pacing was Mm -hmm. not smooth. You know, it's like, we got a lot to cover. We're just going to throw one after another at you. And so that was it. And then they saw it and... That's how they felt. You know? So the movie, I didn't know this until the credits rolled, was co-written by the author of the book. Yeah. And mm. so that I have, because I'm, I'm a stickler for adaptations, so I can't be too mad at the way that the movie has transpired versus the book because the author himself like initiated those changes. Mm-hmm. The thing, but the, you're right, the pacing was off because in the book, um, this contest has been going on for however long, like five years. Um, but then suddenly Artemis's name shows up on the board and it reignites the passion for the contest. Um, whereas just in the movie, Parzival's like, oh, fuck, I did it. Yeah, and then he just keeps that ball rolling. And yeah. then there's not a lot of the... There's a lot more time that takes place in the book and he ends up... Because he it establishes how shitty the real world is and why everybody would want to be in the Oasis. Right. And then there's a long period where he ends up making some money doing this and getting different sponsorships and then living on his own. And there was, um, they kind of dive a little more into, is this virtual reality like that much healthier than the real reality now? Right, because in, in the book, um, the <laughs> Oasis is a replacement for actual life. People go to right. school in the Oasis. People have their jobs in the Oasis. Well, Whereas in the movie, like Daniel described it, it's more of just a fun time party game. Oh, see, yeah. and in the book too, like I really like when you talk about him like getting the money. I liked when he gets his little like apartment, which is essentially like a room, but he has like the machine that actually moves him and forces him to do like exercise. He, up, he updates and, his machine. Yeah, like he, he updates his life. Yeah, and get healthier and stuff like right, that. Right. Yeah. And like, in, and movie version of the shacks where they live, it's like this one part of Columbus, Ohio, is real shitty, but everywhere else is okay. Mm. Whereas everywhere is supposed to be real shitty mm-hmm. yeah i i didn't think it was terrible like it it was fun well, it was good to see but i think it's super forgettable for a movie built on nostalgia so was it as michael bay feeling as like the trailers looked to me because so, like i'd say it was really much liked, better done than that. there was there's the one action sequence for the first key really cool like it was really cool was to watch fun. it was a lot of fun the race yeah the race mm. yeah other than that it's just kind of all the other challenges are like the shining the second one's in the shining which should have, which was pretty which fun been was a war, which should Come have on. been a war no games. i thought that was the yeah. best part because yeah because in the in the ring there's like a whole war games challenge yeah yeah and they didn't reference that in the twenty one twelve challenge uh-huh yeah they, they, they dropped the whole like rush part that was great but i don't know i i feel like the nostalgia for that maybe wouldn't have translated as well into a movie Although I don't know, I, I feel like Rush is pretty recognizable. <laughs> yeah, then, but that's pretty deep. Everybody knows The Shining and seen The Shining, but how nerdy are people to have known like Twenty One Twelve and the story and the guitar yeah. and him talking to the and that is the, the thing priest. like they made it the more priest of accessible. the Temple of Spherings in the books. Yeah, 
He has to like make his case dun, to them. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> and if you listen to Twenty One Twelve during the last um, that last uh, challenge in in the book, um, it lines up perfectly. Like it's mm. like Dark Side of the Moon, man. Mm. <laughs> yeah, but that's what I've been hearing from everyone who has read the book um, and is kind of in our similar knowledge sphere. Sure. Um, man, like it was fine. Like it was dumb fun. I am curious to know because I don't know many people like this, like who don't know anything about the book and don't know anything about the movie, what they would have to say about it. Like if they go in and watch it and they're like, oh, I know that. Hey, I know. I know some of this stuff. Yeah, there was so many yeah. little drops. What did you think of it, John? That was me the whole movie. Because he's like yeah, a member yeah. of Barry. I just nudge Marielle and be like, that was, uh, you remember that? She'd be like, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, I was so, born in 1992. I don't, I don't know what that is. That's when, why I think, da- sorry, that's why I think Danielle like, disliked it as much is because like the Serenity ship or different things yeah. come in. For me, it was like, uh, okay, cool. But yeah. What's a Gundam? Nods. A how, Gundam. Starcraft yeah. character was in it. Rainer. How, how recently did you read the book? It was a while ago. Oh, okay. Because I, I, so I, another thing I'd be curious about is I remember when they announced the movie, a, a grundle of people went and read the book, mm-hmm. and there was like this shitstorm on Twitter about what a pile of trash the book was. <laughs> and I was like, I actually remember enjoying it eight years ago or five years ago whenever I read it. Yeah. And so I wonder if it's a time frame. Like you mentioned, maybe you're burned yeah. out on nostalgia now, where back then I wasn't. Well, and like I read it six years ago. Yeah. And I was like, and I don't. Even, I listened to it, and I don't like Will Wheaton, but Will Wheaton was the narrator, and even I was like, oh, okay, this is kind of fun. Because mm. um, I think too, there was some stuff that I didn't know. Because I've ch- grown a lot in my knowledge sure. since six years ago. Um, yeah, Artemis thing, too, is pretty shallow in the book. Yeah, she's pretty opposed, shallow. As opposed to the movie, they did make her better in the movie. I know more about Artemis than I do about Wade. Yeah, mm. like you don't know anything about Wade. She Wade was like is, the hero that whole movie. Yeah, Wade is a real shallow character, mm-hmm. and you know, you know, you see the movie through the eyes of Parzival and not Wade. Mm. Which I think was a misstep. Mm. I was more interested in the kids. I thought that like those guys were way more fun. Oh, they got to the, the third five. act with the kids. Yeah, and the yeah. the yeah, lady they, running they the car. They changed H's character, which was incredible. Mm. Okay, what was she before? I don't remember what she was before. All I know is that they changed the character. I thought that when they showed up, I'm like, I want to see more of these guys. Yeah. yeah, it's not terrible. I think it was worth seeing. Uh, I thought it was fun, but don't expect a lot out of it. Yeah, I would say the same thing for Pacific Rim 2, which I saw today, which is like someone went to fanfiction.net, found the top-rated story, <laughs> and made a movie out of it. So you, you wouldn't recommend seeing Pacific Rim 2? No. John Boyega, John Boyega is great in it. Because mm. you get British John Boyega, and I really like British mm. John Boyega. <laughs> if I could recommend Attack the Block yeah. any more than I possibly could. Um, yeah. Oh, you're looking at me. I, I still think Bob's Burgers is really good. And I will watch the latest season, and I think everybody should watch it. Cool. Well, speaking of TV stuff, mm-hmm. Lucas and John watched a cool HBO series called Barry. Yeah, Barry is great. What's um, it about? Stars Mr. Bill Hader. Mm-hmm. And he wrote and directed this. It's his first outing as oh, writer-director, which he's always wanted to do, even before SNL. And now he's in a place where he feels like he can. So he hosted SNL two weeks ago it was the old man skit that was so funny (laughs) (laughs) but in his monologue he was like little known fact 
Did you know that if you have like a project happening concurrently when you host the show, it helps? <laughs> I didn't know that. That's really funny. I thought it was great. Um, so yeah, keep going on what it's about. Um, so he is a Afghani war veteran. Mm-hmm. Comes back, is kind of lost, gets hired as a hitman by, uh, oh, what's his name? The guy from all the Mike Judge stuff. Yeah. He played Milton in the office space. Yeah. And oh, lots of okay. voice oh, work. yeah. What yeah. is his name? I, no he's knows. that guy. Give me, you, you have Talk me, radio, you have wasn't he on there? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, who's clearly very doing, man, doing very him a bad, mismanaging that money, probably. Yeah. Um, so he's a hitman. He gets hired for this job in LA and he's tracking his mark. And let me cut you off. Oh. One thing that's oh. important is that he only thinks he's killing bad people. Oh yeah, my bad. No, no, no. That. That, yeah, but he's not. He well, he thinks he's all of his hits are bad people. So he's had sent out to L.A. to kill this guy, and he meets up with the client first. Client is they rush him up. I think so. Yeah. Uh, the lead mobster is played by the guy that plays uh, Victor Zaz on Gotham. I wouldn't know. Oh, Mm-mm. sorry. All right. Sorry. Anyway, so. <laughs> Um, they give him his mark. He goes after him. Mark walks into an acting class, and Barry is falls in love with it. Like has found new purpose. He's pretty burnt out on life, and this is like his thing. Right, right. And yeah, uh, <laughs> that's that's kind of set up for the uh, whole yeah, series. I don't wanna... That sounds so. He's like a hitman turned actor. Well, he and does he try to juggle the two, or so does he, he pick one? Is it like be cool? So he Fuck. wants. To... It has been so long since I've heard anybody reference Be Cool. I watched it like a month ago. Jesus. I like that movie a lot. So he wants to be an actor, but this Milton, I forget his name, but he's he, the guy that runs the show for him and sets up the contracts definitely comes across as really manipulative. Ah. And he's trying to tell Barry, hey, dude, like your job is to be in the shadows and not be recognized. There's no way that you can kill people and also be on like TV and in commercials. Right. Who knows? Maybe Ben Affleck is, a, is like a hitman. Maybe. And we don't know. Probably not, but maybe. Man, he's living his truth. Living his <laughs> truth. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, his acting professor is played by Mr. Henry, Henry Winkler. Winkler. <laughs> he is the highlight he's of the so show, great. in my opinion. He's the <laughs> yeah. highlight of any show, yeah, honestly. He was so good. And so at the end of the episode, he signs a contract with Henry. He pays for classes. Mm-hmm. He goes to do his hit. The mob does the hit while he's there. He gets in a standoff with the mob Mm -hmm. and kills them and proceeds with his acting classes, but (laughs) it was recorded. So it's kind of a, yeah, that faceless versus being in the spotlight. I'm sure is going to come back. You know? Yeah. Bill Hader too. Quite the badass in that scene. Yeah. So the, he doesn't, I guess this is slightly spoilery, but, He's having a hard time deciding to kill the the Mark because he's not a bad guy and he's actually been like encouraging Barry to act and he's helping him out with his monologue and stuff. So he doesn't pull the trigger and the Milton guy is saying like, no, this is important. You need to take care of this because otherwise these Russians are going to come after us. And Barry's like, well, wait, I thought like we were going after bad guys. So the end of that episode is these Russians killing the Mark for him and then getting ready to kill Barry. And this is super spoiler. I'm sorry, but my That's one of my favorite scenes of the episode is the guy, one of the Russians, standing out of the sunroof with a big rifle, and it's jammed, and he's trying to get it loaded. And Barry just is walking towards him real slow, and he keeps hollering like, "Don't, don't you, you try do it. to shoot me? Don't point <laughs> that gun at me." 
<laughs> and then he just the guy picks up the gun and finally gets it ready and Barry unloads just on the whole car. John Wicks. Three <laughs> headshots. Seriously. It's three incredible. precise. Speaking of which, have you seen the Entertainment Weekly photos of Keanu Reeves and whoever else is Alex in Winter? Yeah. And Keanu Reeves looks like a badass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's Grizz- he is. A grizzled badass. I- I think he kind of became John Wick when he did that movie and just never changed. I think he always was John Wick. And we just didn't know? Mm-hmm. Holy oh. fuck. Now you do. Also, have you seen the set photos of Brie Larson like on Captain Marvel? Pretty- I haven't. Grunge Carol Danvers yeah. is my aesthetic. All she mm. does is wear Guns N' Roses t-shirts and she's got her <laughs> leather jacket and her flannel tied around her waist. Yeah, and I imagine there's like like ankle high Chuck Taylors folded down and oh, she's like got tied ankle, sloppily. She's got ankle boots on. Yeah. Not like Chuck Taylors, but oh, Sunday soon. That girl was stomping heads in a Nirvana concert for we sure. Think we're going to get some binary? Ooh, no, I don't think we will. I'm sorry. But but oh. go to her Instagram. You can watch her doing pull-ups. <laughs> Ooh, your life will never be okay, so your life will never be the same but also speaking of movies that are coming out in 2019 now apparently John you saw life unravel before your eyes over a series of weeks I don't I wouldn't call it that I'm not super disappointed <laughs> you like, sounded like real disappointed mm, earlier no I just think it's a bad sign so like I don't know so new mutants you're all familiar. Did you see that mm-hmm. horrible trailer they put out? Look like a horror film. There, it is a horror film. They're trying to change yes. the direction, separate from the messed mm-hmm. up continuity. Well, and you have Anya Taylor X-Men. Joy, who can only do horror films. Gotcha. Yeah. And literally a week ago, when I went and saw Game Night, there was a poster. Was that any good? The Game Night. I, I want to see it. I want to see it, but phenomenal. there's like it every was, time I want to go, there's only like one showing at 10 o'clock or at three in the afternoon. It was enjoyable. Oh, I want to see it. It's a good one. Yeah, I kind of want to see that too. Um, there was a poster up for April 22nd, which has already been a pushback day. It was supposed to come out in March originally. It got pushed back to April. Oh, wow. I didn't and know. And while that. this poster is still up, they have announced that they are pushing it back a whole year. They are rewriting a large part of it, they're adding a new character. And a lot of speculation is one of these no-name kids from Deadpool 2 is going to be worked into that movie now. Hmm. One, That's Antonio Banderas apparently had like a small role in it, but now I think they're rewriting it and reshooting it to give him a bigger role. Hmm. Great. That's super weird. <laughs> Sorrow's an X-Man. That's the, <laughs> the, the, the B. What's that drug he... That... Allert that like there's a drug that he promotes and he's a bee. allergy drug yeah Antonio Banderas I think it's someone else yeah that's Jerry Seinfeld in this B movie Antonio <laughs> <laughs> I think it'll be interesting though too uh, in that they I've heard on NPR they were talking about this whole Time Warner deal and that if it got shut down which it did that the Nays and X <laughs> Nays and X I don't think that's him it is him uh, so we'll keep her busy with that. So I think that uh, they had said that if that deal gets nixed, that also Disney buying Fox probably won't happen. On his IMDb, Nasonex Nasal Spray, voice of a computer animated bee. Woo, woo. <laughs> Tangent, please. <laughs> so I, I think that uh, that might be telling too. If Fox is like, oh, wait, we're not actually selling these properties. Maybe we need to change it up a bit. Because also Dark Phoenix 
changed from, to mm. Valentine's Day of 2019. What, a great Valentine's What was the movie. original release? I think it was just a month before November. That? November. Okay. It was November. So that's a because now the Freddie Mercury biopic was supposed to come out on Christmas Day, but now it's coming out November 2nd. Is it called Can't Stop Me Now? I don't know. Hmm. If it's not, isn't it Don't Stop Me Now? Yeah. No, it's but no, if they but call the it... movie title can't stop me now. <laughs> yeah. I think it's actually no one's gonna stop me now. I mean, I feel like we gotta play Queen. I'm sorry. I'm not, oh, I'm it's, just, it's actually gonna be called Bohemian Rhapsody. In that song. Like, That's a dumb movie title. It's no, actually called Bicycle Bicycle. It's, oh, called, it's misleadingly called <laughs> Fat Bottom Girls. Girls. <laughs> <laughs> Come see how his rock and roll went round. Basically, on the ending of that movie, I understand why they don't want that on Valentine's Day. Freddie Mercury? Oh, yeah. 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 No one's having sex that mm. Valentine's Day. Because he had AIDS. First Only head. men riding that mustache. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> End the episode. <laughs> this episode has been brought to you by the Bohemian Brewery, located at 94 East Fort Union Boulevard in Midvale, Utah. Please make sure to like and rate us on iTunes.